All right, all right, all right. Let's see what we've got. A podcast for the fellas. Ladies can listen if they're not too jealous. Three warlocks that like to talk. A destiny podcast that you will like. Okay, guardians, start your party. Get your weapons and move your body. A podcast comes by you wish to test it. But you in a tower like you with one dexter. Well, starts dropping, they starts popping. Grab your mic and hit the mute button. Now you know that you're in luck. The show is called Three Warlocks. All right, all right, all right, everybody. We are live. This is another episode of the Three Warlocks podcast. This is episode 23. This episode is special because it's going to be the rawest, unedited cut you will ever see. We've actually put on some makeup. We have some fancy new hats, nice beanie snail. Uh, and I believe Thank Ness you. dropped some makeup on herself. I so put she some, some lip gloss on. Oh, yeah. that's it. Apparently, that's all you need to, to get ready. <laughs> That's all you get. This is a new episode for you guys, uh, episode 23. It's not going to be a, a heavy hitting episode because the TWAP wasn't um, wasn't as meaty or thick as they have been in the past. A little bit of information, but we will be talking about that um, today. Uh, there's also a special story time or lore corner where Snail, where we're going to be breaking down the continuation of the story that we've been bringing you each and every week so far. There's a few things I want to get out of the way. I want to thank everybody who came into my stream. I streamed on Thursday. Um, that's some destiny. I, I had a good time. First time doing it with a webcam. So it's a little different. As you can see, I'm still trying to work on the colors. I look like I'm being interrogated in a police station <laughs> right now. So this is what we see every day. He looks like he's <laughs> hidden away. Under police protection. I know. I, I'm working with it. So each week it'll get better. Every Thursday I'll be doing that. Um, also, I'm going to talk about previous episode. I want to thank, I believe his name is East West underscore Disciple. He's a uh, person on Twitter who slid into my DMs and told me to learn how to read because I kept saying Hive Captain versus a um, baby dragon, the little wyverns. And it was actually a Taken captain. So, yes, it was a Taken captain. And you are totally right. The fact that I said that six times and I wasn't corrected <laughs> by my panel of warlocks, it is the most hilarious Dude, thing ever. We know what you're saying. We understand what you're talking yeah. about. It's really but no you're saying Sparrow for Ghosts. So I know. it didn't I know. make no difference to us. We're we were just like, yeah, it's normal. <laughs> the message from my saying, brain to my mouth was not I was, working. I was saying Glass Vault for like the longest you guys didn't even correct me well that's so, funny yeah yeah that's a standard <laughs> do we return to shaw hun i know shaw hun too whatever that's his name now Sean oh, John. Man. and also guys we have a very special announcement at the end of the episode so stick around you guys hopefully you guys will, will like what we have to say um let's start with how was your guys's weeks do you have anything exciting happen to you guys that's a, that's a good question. Um, and now you can't cut this out when there's that silence where everybody goes, do we do anything? Yeah, it's fine. It's raw. It's unedited. Let's go. <laughs> I've had a busy work week. Yeah, it was work week. Yeah, mm. it was a long work week. I actually have um, a story I can share with you guys. Um, in the beginning of the week, I decided to stop by this liquor store. It's in my hometown. It's, everybody talks about it. They're like, hey, you got to go to Rossi's. You got to go to Rossi's. 
they have one of the best uh, beer selections ever. I'm like, okay, I haven't done it for months. So I decided to stop by there for the first time um, ever, I believe it was on Monday. And um, yeah, exactly what they said. It had a variety of beers and it's so much stuff that it's overwhelming. I've been trying to try different beers. So I can get different, you know, a palette for different tastes of stuff. So I found this four pack of beer that I liked. The picture was cool. It looked amazing. It's 120 minute IPA. Dogfish Head makes it some weird ass company. Never heard in my life. So I go on to go and pay this. So I put it in the counter and Rosie, you know, the guy says, whoa, bro, baller. You know, this, this beer, this four pack is $47, right? Wow. Dude, I had like a cold shiver on my back and I was like, <laughs> and I kind of like my knees kind of buckled, but the fact that there were so many people in that store and they all turned around and looked at me and then they were like, whoa, bro, you're going to get that. And then I looked at them and I was like, yeah. Again, my credit card, you know, so I can pay for it. I, I was like, own it. oh, I know. Inside my head <laughs> and in my heart, I was like, no, what is it doing? <laughs> but outside of me, I'm like, mm, yeah, $47. I thought it was going to be cheaper than that. I thought Whatever. it was more expensive. Than yeah. That. Four beers, four 12 ounce goddamn beers for $47. Guys, yeah. I haven't tried that beer I, for the last couple, first couple of days. I didn't want to try it. I was so afraid of it. So last time I tried it, um, I shared a picture with Snail. I was like, hey, Snail, what do you think? He told me, man, those things are going to knock you out. Sure enough, one beer, 17%. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Made me go to sleep. I just remember drinking, kind of sipping on it. Because they do tell you, like, hey, sip it, don't down it. I remember sipping it, and I got more and more relaxed. Sure enough, fell, fell asleep. I tried to watch a Snyder Cut of... Um, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Again. Yeah. Again. I fell asleep again. <laughs> I have progressively going forward and forward every hour. So I think I'm in hour three. So I will, I will eventually finish that movie. So um, yeah. he's, he's now not PlayStation rich. He's dogfish rich. I am dogfish mm-hmm. rich. That's it. Dogfish yeah. rich. Yeah. That is the last it's a king- person, the last time I'm ever going to do that. So mm. yeah. to continue my story from last week. So when we left me last week, um, we were waiting for the rugby to uh to kick off yes that's um, right and what was happening with mm-hmm. wales so so long story short we lost in the last minute um oh. which meant that uh france had another game uh to win the championship which happened last night so it was scotland versus france i put all my money on scotland to win and in the last minute they beat france uh, i won some money and wales oh, won nice. the championship so nice. all good in okay. the end <laughs> So moral wow. of the story is to invest all your money on Scotland and mm-hmm. be so. rich. Yes. yes. Yeah, be rich. And now, now this is, um, what is this, ultimate frisbee, uh, uh, foosball? What is this? <laughs> no, like? it's not very soccer, right? <laughs> soccer. No, this is rugby. Rugby. Oh, wait, no, this is rugby. This is that tough football. No, rugby little, is no whenever pads. you fight each other with rugs, right? <laughs> yes, that's the one. Okay. Yeah. <gasps> It's like a, it's like American football, though they're not pansies and don't wear pants. Or, or helmets. Or helmets. Yeah. 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 No, no helmets, no pads. That's yeah. right. Tough. So more concussions is what you're saying. You have more concussions. Arms falling off, people. heads on the yeah. floor. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. yeah. Anything, um, anything happen to you, Ness? Anything crazy this week? Dude, the only thing is um, it's like day 50 nine now and these cats are torturing me 
Um, I woke up this morning and one of them was literally staring at me just in the middle of me and Joe just staring at me. And now I've got this new weapon, which is like a water bottle. That's like, like 32 ounces. And I just chased that mofo. And like an hour later, I literally woke up again and there he was. He just, (laughs) he's he's taunting me. But uh, other than the cat, like everything else was just work. So that kind of meh. But yeah, the cat, the cat is keeping things very interesting. Awesome. Yeah. I'm yeah. actually happy to check in with you guys each and every week. That's awesome. Snail with his rugby stories. Snail getting, I mean, uh, Ness getting attacked by cats and me trying mm-hmm. to cash a check that my ass can afford. <laughs> that's <laughs> so that's it. You're All right. <laughs> well, let's talk. Um, let's talk some destiny, guys. Um, the twab came a little early. To our surprise, usually it comes a little bit later in the day, but uh, came up way a little earlier. And I kind of knew why, because they had nothing to talk about. <laughs> but the uh, twelve begins like this, guys. Zavala has is- issued a challenge to Cato. You have been chosen to represent the Vanguard in battle against the champions of the Cabal in a right of proving. If you are victorious, this could bring an end to the recent conflicts on Nessus. If you fail, Cato fills a seat on her war council in the form of Rakis Zavala, head to the helm for your quest and gear up for the fight to remember. Now, that's very interesting because I know before the show, we were talking about that she issued, um, Cato issued that that uh, challenge to, to Zavala saying, hey, put your champion against my champion. I didn't know that her champion included 200 other cabal and a moving tank. <laughs> and our champion <laughs> included not ourselves, but two of our buddies who are pretty much immortal and can be resurrected whenever mm-hmm. you want. So that's a little bit an unbalanced fight on both sides. But at the very end of the day, you know, we were victorious, um, which is mm-hmm. cool. Did you guys happen to like that mission? That strike, I believe it's called the Proving Ground Strike. I like the way yeah, it works. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. Sure. Uh, I do like the little um, the wheels turning and the little treads and the stones that I was watching and I was with Jay and then I died. And I was like, Jay, what killed me? Because there was a rock. <laughs> it came off the tread. They hit you in the head. Oh, thanks, <laughs> man. Did you play it, Ness? Yeah, I did. It was funny. I played it with Snail and Jay, and Jay showed us like all the areas on the tread that you could actually walk on. So that was actually kind of funny. So at one point, we lost total focus because it was my first time doing the strike. Lost total focus of the strike, and we were just trying to figure out all the areas on the tread that we could actually walk on. So mm-hmm. that was fun. It was the only reason we died too. Uh, otherwise we would have done that completely with, with no deaths. Yeah. yeah. There was a few things that I noticed uh, off of yours. You would have been a flawless one. <laughs> there was a few things that I noticed <laughs> on that strike. And one of them was um, whenever you get started getting closer to the champion room, there was a little area where you're like, whoa, is, is this the Leviathan? Is this Callus' mm-hmm. throne room a little bit? You know what I mean? You yeah. got the little vibes. Um, yeah, which was kind of interesting. I wasn't sure um, why they would do that. Maybe Callus is kind of lurking around, which I'm, I'm sure Snell's going to have more information on that, unless you want to give us a little well, she space. Is, she is um, royalty. Um, yeah. And it was interesting that all the armor on the floor was uh, Red, Leg- Red Legion. Mm. It's all the uh, discarded dead bodies, old Red Legion. Yeah, and we actually finally get to see that other female warrior or the champion we saw in the trailer, right? Remember we were discussing it Mm-hmm. That, that that was a, a, a another lady, another uh, female antagonist. Um, yeah, but it actually wasn't a female. 
It wasn't at first. Was Interesting. Yeah. So the the armor did have tusks, uh, but apparently it was um, tusk ornaments because uh, the champ champion in, in particular was re- representing uh, Keitel, and that was um, their way of representing by having the women's tusks as uh, ornaments so on, he, uh, he identified. on the body. Mm-hmm. That, that's okay. right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ign- Ignovan is his uh, name. If you want to know more about him, I'll tell you a bit more later on. Awesome. Perfect. Thanks. There was also two, um, after you finished that quest, which had to involve, you know, doing the strike, there was a, a cutscene, a very cool and intricate cutscene, probably one of the best ones ever. Um, it, it came out Tuesday, so we will spoil it to you, but we're going to have Snail kind of bring that up and talk a little bit more about it um, a little bit later on the show on his little lore corner. Um, real, real awesome, real awesome cutscene. Cut um, something else that came out this week too was the, the tuning changes to stasis on crucible um i did run a little bit of iron banner we'll talk that, about that a little bit later um i didn't notice a whole lot of stasis classes there they were kind of missing which which kind of brought a little more balance um i don't know if you guys encountered uh, less stasis than usual when you guys weren't playing or anything like that no i, I ran a, a hunter with stasis and then one game got four shadow dive kills i was like yeah this is clearly not nerfed hmm. yeah you're toxic you were the toxic Thanks. one Yes, that's Snail doing a bunch of talks. Mm-hmm. But um, well, like we talked about, we'll continue on um, with the TWAB. Iron Banner did drop in here, and they said that they changed something a little different about this Iron Banner. They kind of tweaked out some lobby balancing, um, I guess, um, additions that they did. And I have some thoughts on that. I'm sure you guys have some thoughts on it. I guess the way it works or the way it used to be before, it was the uh, the current algorithm. It tried to kind of take the average skill level uh, between the teams and kind of put them all together. And what, what, what did happen is it kind of made the teams kind of lopsided. There was more mercies. There was more stacked teams that were pretty much demolished. Mm-hmm. So now what they did is they kind of did something that's more compared to a schoolyard pick or a snake draft so they take the best player from each team and pair them up with the best player from each team second best third base best fourth best um it's kind of like same thing you want to play ball so you want to play rugby at the schoolyard that's uh, now you go and pick uh-huh. people and then you say hey i want him i want scotty i want this guy so you gotta have an idea who's better and who's not but my thinking is if you're just going into a yard or a schoolyard and you're going to pick teams, but you don't know how any of these people play. How are you going to identify who's the best and who's not the best? Mm-hmm. So my experience, I had a chance to jump in during my stream to do um, iron banner. Um, I did some solo queuing. And what I noticed is the first couple of games were pretty rough. They were, they were, they were rough in a sense where you couldn't get a whole lot of kills. The engagement was a little bit uh, lopsided. You would win those one-on-ones and sometimes you, you wouldn't, it, it was, it was weird. Some games, uh, first game we, we won, the second game we lost. Then after that, after I continued to play more, I noticed that the system or the algorithm recognized my placement in a, in a sense, where wherever I needed to be. Then the matches started to get a little bit more even. They were going to the wire, and it was, and we were winning some, losing some. It, it felt balanced. Then uh, another teammate of ours, another clanmate of ours, jumped in, uh, Ginger, and he said, "Hey, let's try some Iron Banner." Him and I went on there again. Once again, first couple of matches were rough. The system had to recognize where we were at in our skill level. Then we paired off and then we started doing a little bit better. He had to leave. I went back to solo queue. 
the moment I went back to solo queue, it's like the system forgot who I was. Once mm. again, first three matches, horrible, crappy. Then after that, it's, it started kind of balancing itself. So I noticed that the more you played, the system recognizes, oh, I like that kid. I'll pick that kid up or, or give me that guy. So the system knows where you stand. But if you're a new player or somebody who wants to try this out and goes in there the first three games, it's going to be frustrating as hell, and you're just going to back out. I mean, that's, that's, that's one of the things that I saw. If you're going to go in for the long run, it's beneficial. But if you're just going to kind of get your feet wet, as soon as you feel that cold water, you're out of there. I don't know. Those were my experience. What do you guys think? Um, I Honestly, I mean, Iron Banner is based off of your light level. So I don't understand how this actually, I mean, so you have somebody who's maybe their light level is really low, but they're actually a pretty good player. Like I, I just, I don't mm. understand why they would change it from the skill-based. I mean, just go back to skill-based. So they're actually just making it more complicated. Um, yeah. If this person has a KD of, you know, one point something and somebody else has something high, like it should be matching it up that way. Uh, I, I feel like they're overcomplicating it. And especially to do it with banner, like it's light level uh that's that's really important in that mm -hmm. so I, I can see how you can actually go through all that and be get frustrated and then just not want to play for a while so i don't know i'd be interested to see how many people actually just kept on going yeah well i didn't keep on going i quit a number of matches because i was so frustrated uh, i played quite a bit um when it went live um and i was finding i must have been the sixth person picked for team two because obviously <laughs> you know there's, there's 12 people number one's in team one number two's in team two and as it goes down so that always means that team two is weakened because it's the the lower players that are in team team two um so i found i was winning matches without getting any kills and being stomped down left right and center and wasn't actually getting any further forward so i couldn't do any of the bounces because well apart from the one where i was winning things but then winning's no fun if you're not getting a kill yeah. and you're just the one that's being spawn killed every two seconds. Um, and yes, go back to skill-based matchmaking, which was the original concept. We came away from that because the top PvP players were fed up of having uh, sweaty matches, always matching with the top PvP and wanted to stomp some people. Mm. Um, well, it's great, but that's the top 1%. Now we're in a world where those players get the best matches and I get stomped every match. But if you're going to turn the majority of people off, then what's, what's the point? Yeah. Cause it, it wasn't fun. And I turned off the only time that um, Iron Banner now is entertaining is when you're in a team of six, Yeah. because there is no now uh, because they've turned it off already because it didn't work. <laughs> so the mm -hmm. algorithm doesn't work if you're a team of six. So it wasn't matching with anybody. Um, so they had to turn it off for uh, the normal Iron Banner load loadings. It's now only in the solo playlist because um, mm. it broke after the first day, um, yeah. which then comes back to the fact that it obviously wasn't fit if it, if it was going to break after day one when you were doing it in the full list. Um, so it's not, not quite thought through clearly, in my view. Um, going back to the skill-based matchmaking probably makes more sense. Um, and back to that point, I think we made a few weeks ago about if it's a six stack, only match six stacks. Yeah, yeah. There's no way you'd have to separate the teams uh, according to their algorithm. You'd have to like be on the opposite clans team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Um, and yeah. I don't know how it's matching. So if it's matching only based on how you're playing at that time, then that's ridiculous. Because every player has got a number attached to them of their uh, skill level uh, when it comes to uh, PvP. Um, so why aren't they using that? Mm-hmm. So it should initially put you in based on your current skill level in the game. Yeah. Not so. If my KD this season is well, my KD this season is better than it's been any any time in the game because it's currently sat at one point two six or something. Um, but usually I'd be a negative uh, KD. Um, so if he's looking at my overall lifetime KD, it'll be zero point nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so it should never put me in with flawless people, which it was putting me in with, which suggests that. It's using an algorithm that's based on your current game, which means it will take me a number of games of being stomped to put me in the right place. Or by then you've lost me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the things that I've heard and went through the forums is that people were finding a hard time uh, getting into a match longer Mm -hmm. queue times because they were trying to find the right skill level. And the same things that um, Snail said, they were echoing the same thoughts and same same problems that they encountered is that some of the matches were kind of lopsided still even worse than ever seems mm-hmm. like you were yeah. getting demolished but yet you had the most kills or you were winning matches and you had like no kills like you said it was just like no fun Being carried. yeah no fun so i'm kind of curious how bungie is going to explain how their algorithm works because they don't really sit down and explain everything step by step they just kind of give you an idea how you will do it in a schoolyard mm-hmm. pick them games stuff like that but you know what we talked about trials before last season i mean last couple of episodes how the reward system the way it's broken down um i think it's time to talk about iron banner iron banner is is a match or a game mode where you go in there do your bounties and you're out there's no need for you to keep playing iron banner doesn't have daily bounties Iron Mm -hmm. Banner has four bounties for you to do the entire week. I mean, hell, Osiris has daily bounties, and that thing sticks around for three days. Um, There's there's no incentive for you to go in there and and keep playing it. It, It's, um, yeah, I mean, that's for a a game mode that sticks around the entire week, comes around once a month, being as special, should be more special than Trials. Trials comes once a week, right? The rewards on Trials are way better, you know, if you're in that top you know, 1%. But the rewards on Iron Banner, they're mediocre at best. I mean, you have no mm-hmm. say. I mean, you can get all your bounties done, and whenever you cash them in, you'll get four pieces of armor, and three of them yeah. are gauntlets, <laughs> which you don't. I yeah. mean, they entice you saying that this is pinnacle gear, but it's worthless pinnacle gear by the time you you think about it. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, why do I want to play a game mode that's going to give me two weapons from year one of Destiny? Um which aren't really exciting and an armor that's been repeated for years. Um, You know, if you're going to give me new armor um, every um, season with um, Iron Banner, that'll be something to go after because at least there'll be, uh, it doesn't have to be new armor, an ornament. Can we get some of the ornaments from old uh, Iron Banner armor? armor We're really good. You go back to D1. Open up the catalog. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's what i miss i mean in d1 i mean in d1 iron banner you would get like you would get this amazing gear i remember and i i think it was a it was an iron banner one where um the titans had like a chest piece that actually had fire in the belly kind of area that yeah. the hunter one looked i mean i hate to admit it but it looked amazing mm-hmm. um so yeah I, they have to if 
if they're going to kind of always allude that this is the, this is like a special event, they need to actually give something that's special. I mean, I, I, the gear that like the, the armor set for this one, it's ugly. I mean, it's nothing really to rave about. And I've been doing the same thing that you have. I've been completing the bounties and then I go off and do something totally different. And I used to love, I used to play it over and over and over, but now there is no incentive to. So I want, I'm, I'm down with some ornaments. I'm down with some of that old, beautiful fire gear. And I mean, you remember the hunter, the wolf helmet. Mm -hmm. So pretty. I loved my hunter. See, I mean, I loved my hunter back in the day because now I'm a warlock. Yeah. See, I think, <laughs> I think by them putting this algorithm on Iron Banner first was kind of like a mistake, I feel, because people are not playing mm-hmm. the game mode enough. They're not going to stick around longer to see their benefits. They should have started yeah. off with regular Crucible, perfected it, then drop it off on other skill-based things. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be awesome, Snail, not to go up against on your second card, one win? Wouldn't it be awesome not to go up against a six-win team on trials where, you know, <laughs> their skill-based level, just because their skill-based level is the same as yours, but yet they have six wins. Because if you think about it, they'll start to manipulate that. Players get smarter, dude. Yeah. They'll say, hey, hey, yeah. on this match, you guys don't get any kills. Just weaken them for me. I will get all the kills. And then before you know it, you'll start getting paired up with guys who are average in kills, and yet – the trial gods are just going to stomp on you every time. They'll figure out a way to manipulate the system, man. They always do. The only answer is they have to go back to skill base. I hate to say it. It's going to stop some streamers from playing. Bungie's going to lose that popularity. That's probably why the reason they did it is because the people want to see those kill feeds of one guy destroying a team of blueberries. And I don't know. I mean, it, Mm -hmm. it gets fun for a while, but we've seen that, been there, done that. I mean, why? Why even make that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make it's probably sense worth. Like yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's, yeah, it's probably worth mentioning at this point when we're talking about this that uh, trials has had its uh, two busiest weekends since launch, um, <laughs> and it, you know it dipped away, and then we've got now, I think it was um, three hundred and fifty odd thousand people played for Hand Cannon weekend, uh, and we're mm-hmm. topping out that way with Messenger weekend, um, only That's because it, of the loot. That's why but, the loot. Yeah, we forget that. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bungie will celebrate that, yeah, loads of people are in trials. It's brilliant. But actually, the majority of that player base is jumping off a map. Yeah. But they're there. Just do but they're yeah, there. but they're there. Yeah. Well, that's not gameplay. Yeah. No. No. But it's been broken. Like, most of the, I mean, since since they introduced that trials was going to be a thing again, it's been broken. Like, I don't know, 75% of the time. So yeah, of course people are going to jump into it right now. It's going to be like a mass, you know, but there's also going to be a mass exodus eventually with a lot of people once they realize how to break it again. Yeah. But um, Bungie did say- Remember, they're not going to launch it half-baked. Yeah, let's go back to Luke Smith's words on that. We should Mm. play it Mm. constantly. (laughs) But um, you know what? There there should be some light at the end of the tunnel, per se. Bungie- is getting or i don't know if they have yet they have a, a crucible team a sandbox team in place some changes that they're going to be bringing out season 15 season 16 around there so we are going to be seeing some changes it is taking some time would i want to sacrifice story for pvp no thank you take your time mm-hmm. on the pvp stuff what's been going on in the story i love that keep that going Gunji. don't fuck things up please keep that going um, well, that's pretty much everything we had to do with Iron Banner. Any any other thoughts before we move on to the Prime Gaming Rewards, guys? No? 
All right. Yeah. Let's um, talk about some Prime no. Gaming rewards now. What do you think? There are. Yes. So new Prime Gaming rewards. Uh, if you've got an Amazon Prime account, then you can uh, link it to uh, Prime Gaming, which in turn gives you rewards um, with Destiny and other games. Um, so Destiny's rewards uh, this month is the Huckleberries. You actually get the weapon plus um, then a, a skin for that weapon, mm. plus um, the exotic ghost, um, which is the one sanctified uh, uh, vigilance it's ghost, which I think came out in opulence. Yeah. And I think that was part of Menagerie, wasn't it, originally? I think so. I know, it rings a bell. It looks like the Menagerie ghost anyway. And you get a nice little strange-looking ship. Why you'd want that, I don't know. But, but you know, it can make you some glimmer. So, and it's free. For so collectors, I guess. <laughs> yeah, for collectors, yeah. That's right, for collectors, not for glimmer collectors. Um, you're just going to collect it from Amanda once you've linked your account and request the actual free gift. Um, but I quite like the uh, the Huckleberry's um, red and blue uh, shader. I used it the other night. And bizarrely, what this does is make me use things that I've not used for a while because oh, okay. it gives me a nice little weapon and then I pick it up and I took it, and I took it out for a little spin, forgotten uh, how good Huckleberry was back in the day. Hmm. When was the last time you fired the Graviton Lens? Uh, about uh, three nights ago. ago when when I used it in um, the uh, new um, uh, Grandmaster Nightfall. Um, oh. I, was looking for, I was looking for a pulse with void. Do you know how difficult it is to divide a void pulse these, di- these days? Because we've freaking pulse. deleted them all. Wow. Yeah. So Last Perdition is the only one you can currently get, I think, apart from, I think it's a Dreaming City one. Is it Dreaming mm-hmm. City or it could be, um, I think it's a Dreaming City one that's uh, void as well. Um, vouchsafe is that the one I'm thinking of? I don't know. Vouchsafe is a scout rifle. That's a scout, though, isn't it? Um, yeah. I can't think of another pulse that's void. Yeah, so I found it, found a last edition, uh, which I used in the end because uh, I need the exotic slot from something else. But I did try using graviton. Yeah, I mean, some of those guns, like you said, if if they're being showcased on the Prime Gaming, you're like, hey, I remember using that gun, and then yeah. you're able to bust it out and start trying it out, which is kind of cool. Um, they needed to rework some some exotics here in the future, but I mean that's another talk for, for another day, man, for sure. Um, yeah, where can we where, where can you get those things, Snail? Tell people where can we find those things? Those uh, you can ex- find them. Those exotic you rewards. Can, you can find those nice rewards by going to Prime Gaming and requesting them. Awesome, it's very kind, perfect. and they're free. That's the best thing. <laughs> and they're, they're free, all free. Yeah, perfect. Well. There's been some changes happening. There's going to be some, uh, there's been some background uh, changes, some developing things that the team has been taking care of. Um, Guardian Games Ghost Shells. Now, this was an issue that they found out when they were doing the launch of the patch for 3.1.1.1. Not too many ones, sorry. So it was discovered that Guardian Games Ghost Shells were being replaced with other Ghost Shells and they would disappear when equipped. Due to this, the ability to equip the shells were temporarily disabled. Well, now those shells are going to be re-enabled. You'll be able to pop them and use them. I don't know why. I don't know how crazy those ghost shells. I mean, the only thing that they give you is uh, divine light or something like that, where it gives you more XP. That's the only reason why you will pop that. Uh, is that what it is? It's called divine light. I forgot what it's called. The perk that those uh, ghost shells have. Well, anyway, now you can use them. Now you can put them on and, 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 and uh, equip them. So now the, the hotfix coming up, it's going to be dropping up on Thursday, April 1st. I love how Bungie uses all these points and numbers. It's going to be 3.1.1.2. I mean, come on. 
just go to 3.2 already, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, there's going to be some uh, maintenance window. It's going to be expected um, a little bit of downtime. And those issues are going to be um, fixed. And these are some of them. Are you guys ready? The inside terminus nightfall triumph will now be correctly awarded when scored requirement is reached. Did not know that was a thing. I don't know if that happened to anybody, but uh, it's going to be taken care of for you guys. The lost sector right. puzzles for the Xenophage quest will now work as intended. Don't know that was a thing. I have my Xenophage mm -hmm. years ago. Yeah. So good luck to those who mm -hmm. don't have it. Now you will be able to get it. Um, the heavy ammo will no longer spawn underneath the distant shore crucible map. I've physically seen that, and that was annoying. I'm so glad <laughs> that they fixed that for me. So that's that's pretty good. Those are some of the things that are going to be taken up, taken care of here on Thursday uh, on that hot fix 3.1.1.2. There are some other things that are going to be taken care of. Some of them are exotic enhancement kind of little issues that could be taken care of and also some weekly known issues and for that like always we turn on to our favorite correspondence when it comes to weekly issues that is ness ness welcome when you say it like that i feel like i should have like a i should be in a wind tunnel with the mic <laughs> it's raining hard over here <laughs> shake the camera it'll feel real <laughs> so so this week um Snail purposely put me on this one because this week I was streaming and I was really excited because in one mission, I ended up getting three exotics and that never happens to me. Mm. So I had scrolled over them and they said zero. And I was like, I don't know what that's about, you know, maybe it'll change. So as soon as I popped them, they were all enhanced cores. I was, I don't think I've ever been so angry, but, uh, yeah, they should have let in with that, that they were doing that because yeah. I thought that something was broken. So this week's TWAB, they actually mentioned that. So you're going to see enhanced cores that are actually going to come out of exotic emblem or engrams. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, that was, that was really mad. I mean, I got three cores, but still, I was really expecting an exotic piece, like weapon, something. So whatever, Bungie, whatever. Good, good one. So as far as uh, weekly known issues, so they mentioned a couple, um, a couple that I didn't think were really all that important. So um, there was one as far as the adapt magazine mod was actually not giving any sort of extra bonus reserves for the solar scar. Um, as far as gameplay issues, once again, the colorblind society speaks out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, it is kind of a big deal, especially if you're trying to get eyes right now that the scanner and the operator augments actually are the same color and they're not identified either. If you can't see the color blue or yellow, um, just look for the little emblem. I mean, I mean, come on guys, figure it out. I don't think that helps you either. <laughs> I mean, but, but it's there, it's on top of the head or whatever, it's, it lands on the floor. But, um, but yeah, so Tritonopia colorblind setting. So if you have an issue with blue and yellow, just have someone else do it. Mm. All right, so a couple Perfect. of things. For, yeah, I mean, have someone else do this now. So a couple of things for Warlocks, uh, the Chess of Vesper of Radius has actually been disabled. They haven't mentioned what the issue is, but it's it's broken apparently at the this time. The Necrotic Grips, if you actually break the shield with a distance melee, you're not going to be able to poison any enemies. Hmm. Um, the top of the tree Dawnblade Super, uh, the second dash is broken. So if you go for that second dash, you're going to get a totally different animation. 
and it's actually going to go straight into a cool down. Um, let's see. Okay, so the shade binder, as far as the ice, the ice flares and the super projectiles, they're actually not tracking people up until like a certain distance. So you have to be at a certain distance for them to work. Mm -hmm. And then there are three chess pieces for Titans that aren't working. Don't care. Look it up. <laughs> um, hunters. Hunters need to start doing more dodges. <laughs> and I only say that because the gambler's dodge apparently is not refilling their melee. So they don't need that. Dodge more, dodge more. <laughs> um, let me see, as far as stasis, there are a couple of stasis related issues where the one inch punch is not going to kill anybody. Um, that finisher, if you have stasis equipped, it will oh. not kill, it will not actually go through with it. That sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In Europa, you have a patrol call to the nth power. If you have stasis, you're not going to actually complete that patrol. So a couple of stasis issues right there. Um, other than that, if you want a full list of all these emergent lists, you can go on to the known issues article on Destiny. Thank you so much, guys. You're welcome. Lots, lots of issues. There, there, is an, a, there is an additional known issue uh, worth it? sharing, which benefits us, which isn't in... Bungie's list, but uh, currently, if you go to the Dreaming City and buy the nice bounties <laughs> off uh, the lovely lady um, who gives you nice bounties on the Dreaming City, um, you get um, legendary engrams from them. If you then load, once completing your bounty, into the Shattered Throne and pop the engram from that bounty, it will uh, actually give you the uh, Shattered Throne weapons and armor uh, with the high rolls. Oh, because it thinks you've picked up an engram from the Shattered Throne. Um, so you can do two per character per day. So 27 a week. Is that right? Yeah. Every day, right? Because they're daily. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's right. So, well worth doing if you want uh, some of the weapons from uh, the Shattered Throne with the different sort of roles on it, which I still don't know what the difference is because I've not seen one that's dropped. Different. I haven't even run the Shadow Throne to even tell the truth. I have to yeah, kind of try it either. out. There's so much stuff to do, so much things that's going on. Well, mm -hmm. um, yeah, those were the known issues. Like Ness says, if you want the full list, you know, go to bungee.net. They'll have it there for you guys. And um, hopefully, this next hotfix coming out on Thursday will address the ones that have been bugging people. That's hotfix um, 3.1.1.2. Perfect. Um, that was pretty much the, the twab. There is a um, artist of the week, which you guys should definitely check out in the um, the twab. They take about, I don't know, I want to say a lot of these Asian um, artists, um, maybe 18 or, or 20 of them, and they have this 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 uh, movie or this um, video that they do, and each of them kind of draws one thing. It's, it's, it's so cool. You guys should definitely check it out. It's right there, right above the uh, movie of the week. Um, it's, it's on Twitter. And it's always, I'm always amazed by the way the, the people, the artists in the community, you know, the, the way they do their art, man. It's always, you know, I'm always impressed every time I see something, something new, but uh, definitely check that out, guys. Uh, well, the way DMG, who kind of wrote this twab, ended his um, newsletter for the week is that he's having a good time. So are we. We're enjoying the game. This new strike is definitely really fun. Uh, the seal can be completed now. If you guys want to go and get that that chosen seal, it could be could be taken care of to, um, as of this week. 
Um, new strike, Iron Banner's going on, the new changes to stasis. A lot of stuff to look forward to. Um, he did say that he's going to spend some time in the uh, raid so he can get some of his eyes of tomorrow because apparently they upped the ante <laughs> on getting those, like which this. that is a blatant lie. And one of our <laughs> clanmates, one of our clanmates got a little bit, uh, I want to say, impatient and decided to go raid without us. And he so disappointed that he did three characters and got nothing. I feel so sorry for you, Jay. I apologize. Oh, okay. oh. Better, luck, better luck next better luck next week. Um, <laughs> yeah. as we talked about uh, Ness is probably the only one who hasn't got the eyes uh, out of us. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get an opportunity to run it three times with her this week and see if she gets it. And if she doesn't get it, Bungie, you're a goddamn liar. Because <laughs> break the game. you have yeah. not up any of the things. Yeah. Well, te- technically on their current uh, run rate, she should get it on her next go. But, but that's going to be a lie, isn't it? That's the stat, yeah. right? That's the stat. Mm-hmm. You know what I've gotten lucky on, which I can bring this out to you guys. I did gambits and three matches. I was able to get a bottom dollar. Mm-hmm. Before, I ran multiple multiple ones and nothing. But uh, the bottom dollar drop rate, I believe, is work working as intended, which is kind of nice. Maybe. It's a mm. pity the royal entry is not working as intended because that nope. rocket launch is the most valuable rocket launcher in game. And, and it's rare. That is, least. I doesn't know it exists. <laughs> well, that is to me, I believe it is a leprechaun riding a unicorn. Okay. Yeah. While chatting up with Bigfoot. That is the most rarest the thing royal, you're ever going to see. <laughs> yeah. So, Royal Entry, you can get it from Gambit and it's like special. No, no, no. The Royal no, Entry the, the is Vanguard a one. rocket launcher. You typically get it from Strike, Snipeball. I mean, if you do want to up your choice, your your chances, there's a, a, a ghost uh, perk, which if you guys haven't messed with your ghost um, little mods, yeah. definitely check them out. There's so many cool things in there where you can get an additional legendary engram. And if you run that, that gives you a much better, better possibility. I mean, a possibility from zero to point zero zero one zero zero. Know how Bungie likes to put those points in zeros. Yeah. Your, your, your po- probabilities That's go up a little higher, but um, definitely yeah. try to use that. I should should tell you. So obviously, Ness isn't aware of the uh, the utility of that weapon, but uh, it rolls with lasting impression, which is the one that everybody wants on rocket launchers. But its intrinsic perk is tracking, so it's the only rocket launch with tracking with lasting impression. You know, I think I dismantled it. <laughs> I'm really thinking about it, and I think I dismantled it because I have a bad omens that has tracking and cluster, which I like. Yeah, I might have dismantled that. Yeah, but this one has it built in that it doesn't it's not even part of the perk that means you can get yeah. tracking plus two other things yeah, yeah i might have dismantled that sorry there you go, sorry we can, we can, that's like, why that's sorry. why you don't get the nice things like eyes because you dismantle <laughs> good things when you recognizes your sins and then they're just not gonna <laughs> yeah. give it to you are yeah. you serious no don't give oh, it yeah. to her well guys <laughs> that was the end of the twab um, definitely not the end of the show because we have a lore corner or story time with Snail, like we like to call it here. Um, mm, Snail's going to be breaking yeah. down the continuation of the story that he's been bringing us each and every week. And um, at the end of the episode, or at the end of the his lore thing, he's going to ask us a question. So pay close attention to Snail. Snail, I yield my time. Thank, thank you. This is way because we're live now and you're going to post this video. You'll see everybody fall asleep and walk away and do their other things. This usually happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so th- th- we're going back to um, uh, Zavala's assassination attempt uh, 
0.04 because we're doing it bungee way. Um, so as we left it last week, um, there was uh, hope that um, Amtec was involved. Was Amtec still alive? Uh, we knew that um, uh, the Scions had a conclave um, and what was going on. Um, and we knew they were looking for vengeance uh, in the name of Amtec. So that's still the case because uh, in this week's uh, nice cutscene, uh, we do see another assassination attempt on Zavala using the um, the ghost uh, weapon that we talked about uh, last week from the uh, Paladrome uh, law, um, which uh, knocked out the ghost instantly. Uh, and then we've seen the, uh, the second uh, Scion um, attempt to kill uh, Zavala. Uh, and then we see Crow react and uh, save Zavala's life. Um, what we also saw is that uh, actually um, Keitel is uh, a very honourable um, person because um, they lost at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and uh, she was ready to um, uh, go with the armistice, armistice, if I can say that word, um, which, which is amazing. And then you, you saw her react to what the Scions were doing. Um, and this is a, a reoccurring threat behind the scenes. Uh, it's interesting to see where the story goes with, with Scions um, because they've been a while around for a while now. Um, just that bubbling underneath the surface mm -hmm. so I'd like to see this story uh, continue into future seasons um, and you're right if we'd actually failed that proven ground um, uh, strike uh, as you were saying at the beginning we would have had uh, Bracus Zavala um, but worse than that we would probably have had to uh, give up Earth uh, to some extent because um, that was sort of the uh, the indication uh, because uh, the cabal really we need a new home, so we're we're kicking them off Earth, and anyone yeah. who stays um, will be uh, brandished, um, uh, not part of um, Catel's um, army, uh, and uh, under our um, direct uh, get rid of, so we can clear out the trash, yeah. which is why they're going to explain why cabal is still on Earth. I, I assume because we can't just delete them off because they're an intrinsic part of the red war part that it's on earth. So hey ho, um, yeah. So it's, it's it's quite good. I mean, it's amazing that we finally got on top and board that tank. Um, that was very pretty as we kind of discussed the strike uh, that was earlier. A cool tank, yeah. um, but it is very fun. Um, Ignavan was the uh, the final champion. He's an interesting um, character, uh, and there are there is a flavor text part of the threaded needle which talks about him and him being chosen. And he also um, refers to in the flavor text, um, Ixel uh, and his uh, writings. Now that was another scion. Um, and was that, was he uh, acting as part of that with the scions to set the scions up? Um, he already knew he, he was in a losing battle because he talks about the foe being um, resurrected constantly. Um, and he's always fighting somebody that's dead um, mm, yeah. and he's never died. Um, so he, he obviously knew that he wasn't going to win that battle, which is quite interesting. Read the flavor text on the threading needle. Very interesting. Um, so anyway, we won. Uh, Armistice happened. Jaw-dropping jaw moment with uh, Crow obviously saving uh, Savala's life. There was that great um, sort of flashback to um, Aldrin stood over um, um, mm -hmm. Cade um, and now the roles reversed with Aldrin on the floor and uh, Zavala stood over um, uh, Crow holding his hand out. Yeah. Um, uh, there's some great pictures of showing the two scenes looking very identical. Um, 
that was that was quite quite good to see. I think, um, and certainly gives the impression that um, it, it's it's not really the redemption of Aldrin, but um, more the making of Crow. Uh, I, w- I would say, because we have to remember that Aldrin is dead. This is only Aldrin's body with the, uh, somebody else inside, technically. Yeah. Um, because Ghost has bought somebody else with no memory of Aldrin uh, alive. Um, so really, is it anything to do with Aldrin? But it's a nice yeah. flashback from her face, I guess. Um, yeah, so the next bit um, we see from that uh, mission is then the message from uh, uh, Keitel on the, um, uh, the helm, uh, where you see that nice little stereo play uh, a message to the Empire, uh, revoking the name of uh, Kallik, uh, who's the only scion that's uh, left from the two that we saw in the uh, cutscene, because yeah. uh, the first one got killed by uh, Cato quite quickly. It's quite entertaining watching her pick, pick up the, uh, the scion and throw it on the floor. <laughs> that's amazing. I was like, half expecting to go into the rock with people's elbow or something like that, but no, it didn't happen. There is that sort of um, brilliant bit you get in films where... Um, there's a thing that's wrong. So she cut her hand with a, a knife and then next time you see her hand, she's got no cut on it. Well, notice these things. Hmm. Um, there you go. Like, yeah. She really just went and all this. And then I'm pretty sure that Savala was like, thank God that attempt was made on me because I didn't have to do that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, hepatitis B, anyone? No, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so yes, we might find out more about uh, who um, Kallik is, uh, but obviously the message says that, uh, um, that they're revoking their name Kallik and won't have any name under the cabal um, and that uh, anybody who's a traitor be hunted out. Um, the issue with that is I don't think um, she'll find anybody, um, any of the scions that uh, are actually working behind the scenes because they're too um, hidden uh, in, within the cabal forces. Um, mm-hmm. Otherwise, we wouldn't have got this far. Um, and they've been bubbling around for ages and they got away with so much stuff. You know, Amtec crashed uh, the Almighty on Earth, for God's sake. No one said anything. Yeah. <laughs> just carried on as if nothing was <laughs> happening. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting that they, they're going to continue looking for um, this threat within. Um, but I think we'll see more of the signs taking over um, as we move, move on because the Cabal are really weak at the moment, in all honesty. We've got no home. Um, they're on an armistice with the Guardians. Um, so it's interesting. Um, as for Crow's next steps, so uh, you get to speak to him again um, later on after saving Savala. Um, and it was interesting, he was reflecting on the fact that uh, Savala had seen him as the Crow rather than as um, who he was, as yeah. in Aldrin. Um, so that, that was quite nice, uh, that he felt redeemed, not, not um, uh, alien um with a face that didn't match what he was trying to represent so that was quite good but uh he's been sent on a mission to look out look for those um rogue signs as well so i'm sure all the paths will cross at some point in the future i think we'll probably this is probably the end of the story that we're going to see until the end of the season now um because that was sort of the the end of that little bit i think we'll see that story play out more in future seasons. well i hope we do um be shame to lose it now um, but yeah, I, and I, you're right, I was going to ask a question. Uh, and the question would be, is this the best story season we've had since Destiny released? Uh, and to put some context behind that, we've had a number of seasons. Um, 
so season uh, well, year one was um, the Red War, Curse of Osiris and Warmind. Year two, which was Forsaken, is uh, season the Outlaw, uh, season the Forge, Drifter and Opulence. Shadowkeep, which was year three, is uh, season the Undying, Dawn, Worthy and Arrivals. And then year four is season the Hunt, season the Chosen and season the Redacted and a another maybe. Um, so which out of them would be better than the stories we've currently got. And I'll argue this is probably the best story content we've had for a while. And that's probably, we've seen that all this year with Beyond Light, in all honesty, because we've focused on the, the story more than, more than ever. Um, but I'd argue that um, this is the first time we've had multiple ways of telling a story, be that from bits of lore on weapons, mm-hmm. what we've seen online, um, what we've seen from um, things like... Uh, the little uh, machine in the helm that uh, talks with radio messages, be that live playing of a, uh, a talk between you know Osiris and uh, Crow in the helm, be that cutscenes, be that the, just the cartoon cutscene with uh, Savala, uh, be that the voiceovers as we've gone around um, the Glycon, loads and loads of different ways of telling a story that's really drawn people in to what's going on with these characters. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we've not gone into that depth before Beyond Light came out. We've told stories, but a lot of it's been hidden behind the scenes. Um, and the ones that have played out in front of us have been a lot shorter because I guess it costs a lot, a lot of money to do loads of cutscenes. And they've not thought of other ways of doing it before. And I think this is the first time they've brought all the things together and made this really engrossing story. Um, so your question is is there another scene, story, no, season? story that's better than this one yeah I, I feel I like you yeah i feel like you asked the question and then answered it promptly well i'll answer it from my point of view <laughs> i like that i like that it's like uh which one do you guys like do you guys like a case. or b but let me tell you about a first a is way better than b and a is shits on b it. multiple times but it's you guys' choice what do you like a or b <laughs> Um, no i do understand your question um there were so many seasons that we've had since the birth of destiny 2 Um, when it comes to story time or storyline or just story in general nothing is even close to the season i mean this season is light years away from from what uh the rest of the seasons or the rest of the storylines from previous seasons are um to, to we compare it to right which is very interesting because we have to think about that this entire storyline was created or produced during a pandemic, which Mm -hmm. that right there alone blows my freaking mind because just to keep the professionalism and also the safety of all the team and to bring out this kind of storyline as the end uh, result, it's it's amazing. Hats off to Bungie. They did a really good job. Um, one of my favorite seasons, and we'll have to go all the way back to Shadowkeep. Uh, one of my favorite seasons, it was a season of the dawn. Um, if you guys, well, once again, I always tell you guys the same thing every time I talk about this season, go back and watch the release trailer for that season. It'll bring chills to your skin, man. It's, it's the music and then the way Saiyan 14's voice is finally projected. You get to finally hear it. It's, it's amazing. So that whole season was about uh, once again, the antagonists were three, three scions. You know, we're talking about scions, and I believe they were called the, the Council of Scion Flare or something like that, some sort of council. 
but each one of them wanted to change the outcome of the future of the Red War. They wanted to go back in time and, you know, strangely, strangely enough, they wanted to use this, one of these weapons or one of these machines that Osiris had created, which was the sundials. And from us trying to stop them, we went back in time and helped one of Osiris' friends slash lover mm-hmm. help him, help him get out of the uh, never-ending loophole of him dying. So that was actually a really cool season. Story-wise, I mean, nothing can top this. But you can kind of, you felt the the chains of the story timeline were kind of being broken. Bunchy said, you know what, F, fuck with the script. Let's just, you know, do some crazy things. And the craziest thing they did is it brought back Saint-14. Brought back Saint-14 from the dead. Nobody thought he was ever going to come back. Nobody assumed he was going to come back. That pretty much threw a wrench into every thinking of, uh, we had on lore which was amazing. That was pretty much the birth of Bungie saying, hey, let's let's tweak some storylines. Let's make some storylines more interesting and, and, and as crazy as possible, but yet let's make them work. Um, yeah, Season of the Dawn had some weapons you can craft using the sun tiles, had some great mods. Um, and once again, I'm not talking about storyline, I'm talking about the season itself. But that specific storyline of the Scions being the antagonist, and that was pretty much the first time we, we actually saw the, the scions kind of step up and be the bad guys and to me i, I, I think Bungie kind of went back and got some ideas from that season because we have some scions right now who are obviously more scarier or even feared more than the cabal i mean those scions can assassinate you they're they're small they can take into they can hide into places i mean they, they have some power they almost can wield almost light base you know between arc solar uh, um, and then void we saw that kind of whenever we were fighting the uh, the scions in the uh, sundial so that was actually a really good season but this storyline is my light years ahead of what we we've been doing what what we've what bungie has done in the future um it should technically this entire thing all these things you brought up from destiny 2 forsaken the entire S- destiny um i guess history or the entire destiny game should be compared between shadow keep and beyond light that should be what the pinnacle of storytelling and seasons should be from there everything before that it just seems like bungie was just plugging in holes and and trying to tie on loose ends stuff like that i mean we we can talk about the storyline with the brace that's a whole different storyline that nobody was expecting it was amazing too Mm. but um yeah this 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 storyline is pretty good any thoughts, uh, Ness? I keep on trying to think of which season I, I actually preferred the most. Um, and I mean, as far as story goes, I know that it's not a season, it's a DLC, but Forsaken actually kind of always comes to mind, but that's because there was an actual character that you actually cared about and you, you're following where this whole thing is going and you can kind of tell there's that he's probably there's a chance that he's going to make it but there's a a bigger chance he's not going to make it Mm -hmm. um so for for that alone like it's one of the reasons why i liked forsaken was because for once you actually had a character that you were following along that you actually cared about you actually cared about their future um as soon as Cade passed though um the season started kind of more like there's an antagonist you're going to, I mean, so I feel like as far as storyline goes, 
Forsaken will, will always be my favorite. And I think there was a lot of content with that, with that DLC also. Um, as far as story though, I have to agree the Bray story was very unique to me. I like the idea that they weren't trying to pass off Bray as this genius, but as a madman. Um, and everything that he created, even though Cade came out of that also, um, Cade was supposedly the good one. I mean, everything else he created was, they had he had another agenda. Um, mm -hmm. And what he took out of the Vex, I mean, to create them, like there was even a storyline based off of that. Like uh, I really liked kind of the idea of, I guess a, a genius that's imperfect but at the same time, things came out of him that, you know, have benefited the future, I guess. Um, so, yeah, as far as this, the storyline with Caitlin, as I like to call her, uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I, um, I've, I've enjoyed it, but I feel like storyline storyline for me anyway would be the Forsaken DLC and definitely the Bray. Those were very interesting to me. You know what's funny? Oh, the fact that, that uh, Ness picks all the DLCs and not the seasons. I know. I'm hey. sorry. As far as the seasons, like, I don't honestly, like, the last season, the season of The Hunt, uh, the the storyline of Beyond Light actually, for me, overshadowed that. It did. Uh, so, it, for me, the DLC is always overshadowed. There's more cutscenes, there's a little bit more of a quest line with it that I like to follow that also includes cutscenes. I love movies. Mm. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so the DLCs for me have been better as far as the storyline goes. The seasons haven't, yeah. I mean, they're fun. Yeah. You get a quest line and I mean, I'm what, I'm like at 12 out of 17 or some craziness. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting because we were talking earlier that the best seasons have been the ones with the science have been the behind yeah. uh, sort of protagonists. Yeah. Yeah. So we think of um, obviously Dawn, uh, with them got um, worthy with the almighty crashing and now we've got uh, this current season uh, and the signs are there behind the scenes so it's interesting mm -hmm. that the best seasons come out of their storylines uh, and yet we've never seen them in game so um, push forward and I hope we move forward from this and we go actually let, let's have uh, more scion uh, interaction let's see the, the uh, conclave talking together and what they're actually planning rather than reading about it yeah. behind the scenes so that, it'd be interesting to see where Destiny is going with this, but they're right that the future of Destiny looks bright with all these little stories that they've got brewing underneath the surface. Yeah, mm. keep that going. Keep that storylines. I mean, there there's there's been some jaw dropping moments so far, and and they've been doing a really good job in keeping that. Um, thank you, Snail, for the uh, information you brought us. There's right. something, something you yeah. didn't bring up though, which <laughs> I started laughing hysterically when I heard it. So I'm going to pretend I am Zavala. And I'm also going to act out like I am um, Ikora. So, for example, right? Savala just walks into his office and he's like, oh, shit, Ikora, did you know Aldrin's alive? And Ikora's like there and she's like, Aldrin, oh, yeah, yeah, he's alive. He's been alive, yeah. It's not Aldrin, it's, it's the crow. Can you imagine <laughs> everybody knew? Apart from him. Apart from him. Are you serious? And then he was like, what the fuck? And then he even looked at us and it's like, and you knew too, bro? And you knew too? And you didn't fucking tell me? Uh -huh. Dude, that was the most hilarious moment because if I could make me laugh, because I could only imagine like Cora just working on something and she's like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, he's been alive for a while. Yeah, we know Cyrus have been 
talking about that for days. <laughs> and so Rollins didn't know shit, dude. That's hilarious. Oh, God, that made me laugh so I'm hard. sure underneath her breath, she's saying to herself, I'm not involved in the game anymore anyway. I just stand on the side I and just talk stand- rubbish to nobody. <laughs> Man, that made me laugh so hard, dude. So Rollins got his feelings hurt because he was the last one to find out. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was awesome. Oh man. Well, hopefully, hopefully the story will continue. I know Snail believes the story might be concluded there or will be concluding here pretty soon. But hopefully the storyline will continue. I do want to find out what um that scion is up to or what's his next move. So hopefully we'll 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 figure something out there. That weapon is dangerous, man. That weapon is is pretty gnarly. You know, you can take out a ghost like that and and Pretty much, it leaves you vulnerable. It's pretty, pretty gnarly, pretty, pretty scary there. Mm. But that's uh, that's pretty much the episode. Any un- final thoughts you guys have? Any the thing you guys want to say about the twab or about the the lore? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. No more stories. No, no more stories. I can All smell right. my tea. <laughs> All right, tea time. Perfect, guys. That was another episode in the books, episode 23. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a special episode because it is the first episode that's going to be raw and uncut. You're going to get it the way we hear it, what we're talking about. And also, very special announcement. The reason why this episode is going to be raw and uncut is because we are going to be doing something with this episode. By the time you hear this episode on any of your podcasts, providers any um you know spotify itunes whatever you use to listen to this episode if you go to youtube and search the three warlocks podcast you're going to be able to see this episode live in there well not live because it's recording but you're going to be able to see the faces to the voices of this um <laughs> warlocks <laughs> that are talking yeah. we apologize in advance yeah they prepare in advance yeah. so. <laughs> You always get the comments, don't you? You don't look like your voice. I know. Mm-mm. As if a voice has got a face attached to it. you were <laughs> Well, that was the episode, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, my name is Vega6417. That's my gamer tag on Xbox Live. You can also find me on Twitter, which is the handle Jesuvius. And also, I have a Facebook. It's kind of weird and interesting. I have to get a Facebook in order for me to use the... Um, genuine apathy clan uh, facebook and if you want to look for me there is really funny it's vega the word and then a four six one seven all spelled out four six one seven and i don't even know what i'm doing the only thing i do there is i post videos music videos each and every day of songs that i think are cool so if you want to discuss music i like music we can go in there and do it if you guys recommend music to me i'll love to Hit me up there. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up online. And also, thank you once again to those who watch my stream. I will be streaming each and every Thursday from now on. And the timetable for that is 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Just a couple hours. So with that, I will pass it on to Snail. Oh, me first. That, that's, wow. that's amazing. Yeah, you stream me now. It's usually next first. That's going to gonna ruin my um, 2268 business. But we all know my two two six eight story by now. But it is my uh, my catchphrase, isn't it? Let's be honest. I'm the best wooden snail. If there is another wooden snail out there, please contact me because I don't believe you exist. Do it. I'm waiting. <laughs> Can't hear them. Um, yep. So you can find my Xbox wooden snail two two six eight. I'm also on uh, Twitch when it works. It's not working at the moment. 
Uh, that's under Wind Snail. You can find my YouTube underneath Wind Snail. Instagram, it's Wind Snail One. Guys, there's another Wind Snail on Instagram. Please, let's wipe them out. Where's the signs when you want them? Perhaps they could sort me out. Um, well, that's me, really. You can find me all over the place. All right. Ness. So, Lemness One on Xbox and Twitch. And then I have my personal account on Insta, Alexis V1. And then I also run the Genuine, what was it? Uh, gosh damn it. Genuine Apathy Instagram. Mm -hmm. Genuine, was it Genuine Apathy? Yep. Yes. Mm -hmm. this, is when, this is when that whole editing thing would be great. I know this is amazing though. We're gonna get people behind the scenes uh, thing. If you look behind me, my cat's gently sleeping there. You see him? <laughs> He's right there. See, you don't get to see that. Perfect. But yeah, that was the episode, guys. Um, we'll be seeing you guys next week, episode twenty-four. We're ever closer to our episode twenty-fifth, which will be like our twenty-fifth anniversary. Which I think what's that like? Is that silver? Is that uh, glass? I don't know. When it comes to our our wedding anniversaries over here coming up or our episode is that, anniversaries. Is that, gambit? Is that huh? our gambit episode? Is that our gambit episode? Maybe. That's actually a pretty good idea. Maybe our 25th episode might be our gambit episode. We've been discussing some uh some other things where we can incorporate with our, our favorite clan, our favorite friendly clan that we love, uh, Last Consensus. <laughs> and um, we might do a uh, a gambit match with them. Uh, we haven't had a a friendly clan V clan night in a while, so We'll be talking about it. Yeah. I'll be bringing you guys some news. Maybe next episode. Who knows? Maybe. Well, guys, with that, thank you, Snail, so much. I know you smell tea time. Ness, mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining me. With that, guys, we'll be talking to you guys later. And always remember, when, when in Rome. Thank you, guys. We'll see you. Bye-bye.